Welcome back to My Football View. I'm Thomas. With me is Maze the Case. And we are here to discuss Game Week 21 of the Premier League. We'll look into the Arsenal versus Manchester United game, Liverpool versus Chelsea, the Holland hat-trick of Manchester City versus Wolves, and then also discuss the future of Everton and Frank Lampard after the sacking. Um, let's jump into it. Yeah, yeah. What do, you, what do you think about the Arsenal game since you're a diehard uh, fan, allegedly? All right, Mace, I see you. Starting the episode a little different, but you know what? I was really excited to watch that at the Arsenal game. It, was, it felt as a – you know what? Over the past years, you look at the champions like Manchester City. There's Every so often, there's one of those games that seem to define a team and I think this was a defining win for Arsenal and how they played the battle to the last minute. Yeah. They won in the 90th, 90th minute. It was one of those champion type of performances and wins where after 2-2, they could have felt sorry for themselves and could have played down the level and let Manchester United back into it. But they were the team that was attacking nonstop and looking for that third goal, and it finally came, and I was really impressed. You think it could have been a different um, score if Casemir was playing? I do think Manchester United would have played better, but I think, you know, that would have been a, a little bit different of a game, and I think since Casemir would have been there, they would have controlled more of the ball and possession. But that also would have played into Arsenal uh, Arsenal's hands, and they would have been able to play more on a counter where Manchester United would have been able to get caught and Arsenal would have been able to hit them with their speed. I still think Arsenal would have won that game, even with Casemiro. Yeah, because Man, uh, Man U actually played very well against Arsenal in the first half. Well, yeah. It wasn't until the second half where they kind of lacked some energy, and that's where Arsenal took over the game. Well, I was very impressed with uh, how how Manchester United uh, came out and like approached that game. Yeah. Ten Hag mentioned that he wants he wanted to make Arsenal feel out of their game. Yeah, yeah. And they definitely did. They they held more of the possession. And you know what? Manchester United also had like Marcus Rashford is so in form right now. He's yeah. he's playing so well. He's that, carrying that team. Yeah. So with a player like that, you you always have a chance because he could do something special like he did. And he could, he could have, you know, he that could have been a decider. Like there has been games in the past where Manchester United score, Arsenal press, look for a goal, and De Gea makes magical saves, and that could have been it. Yeah. That that could have been one of those games. But at least Arsenal did press. They kept possession. They were looking for that extra pass. They were spreading that defense. Uh, to, to, to each side, and, the, you know, the chances came. And you got to give out a big shout-out to Eddie and Ketia for coming up with two goals, yeah. two poacher goals, you know, coming back on that back post and then tapping in the header uh, by passing on Bisaka on the back post and then getting that vital touch at the, at the very end. But what do you think about – what are your thoughts about that game? Uh, I'm going I'm to, like – Mentioned a few players. Um, first of all, Aaron Van Bissaka. He's been playing very well. He actually shut down, to be honest, Martinelli in the he, first half. And he was my player to watch. Yeah, Martinelli couldn't get past Aaron Van Bissaka, but 
the issue with Aaron Bambasaka is that sometimes he gets caught out of possession, and that's how um, Eddie Ketcha scored that goal. He wasn't man marking him, and uh, he just kind of was man like he was marking space instead of Eddie and Ketya, and that's how Eddie and Ketya scored that goal. Um, Manu's defense actually played very well. They were very organized with uh, Lissandro Martinez and Brown in the back. Uh, Luxo actually did very well against uh, Bukayo Bamba Saka in the first half. I feel like in the second half, Saka took over and it was kind of cooking Shaw. Um, in the midfield, like you said, uh, Casemiro to uh, McTominay is a, such a significant downgrade in and out of possession. Uh, Erickson looks like a defensive liability. He should have been taken out in the second half. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, since you mentioned players, I wanted to mention Zinchenko, who was voted by yeah. Arsenal as the player of the game. And you know what? I'm, I'm surprised. I had no idea that Arsenal is getting such a good player from Manchester City. Like, you know he was good, but, you know, he never broke into that first team. So I wasn't sure what to expect. I You know, I thought maybe he's going to... He's gonna be like a good utility player where he could slot in into left back, yeah. maybe left midfield. I feel like he was gonna be a backup mid. for Tierney or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and yeah. then he just took over, mm-hmm. and Tierney just can't get into that starting eleven. And I just don't see him coming in because Sinchenko is able to play so well, like midfield, left back, like or go up all the way up. Yeah. Is able to uh, control the game, like the tempo of the game, and keep possession. But, but as good as Zinchenko was on that left side, on that right side, he was playing at, uh, against Anthony, and I think Anthony was having such a stinker. Yeah. I, he's a young player, and he he just came into this league. But I what, don't know, man. What I like to be uh, going back. What I like about Zinchenko is that he brings that leadership and that winning mentality for Man City. And you need players like that with experience in the locker room, especially with young Arsenal uh, players. When you look on that, those players, there isn't a lot of players that won like major trophies. The uh, Jesus and uh, Zinchenko are probably the two only ones. I know um, a lot of them uh, won FA Cup, but that's that's not a major. Yeah, trophy. They, it was it was one of those FA Cups where they you know they 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 played on a counter. This is a, a little bit different. Yeah. This is a lot <laughs> different because you know. They're going for a title, a title charge, and it's not. It, what we're twenty-one games in, and they're just been performing. What one loss, two ties? I think I want to say, but yeah, Zinchenko. Even when Arsenal score a goal, or even after the game, that like that passion and that drive, it's it's different. I you haven't seen that at Arsenal for so long. That's it's just nice, nice to see. And it's crazy because a lot of opposing fans are, are talking about like, yo, there's going to be a moment in uh, Arsenal season when they're going to slip up, like when they're going to slip up. And so far they haven't slipped up. They're doing well. They're winning the games they're supposed to win. They're winning games against top top six teams. So those two upcoming games against Minnesota are going to be huge. <clears throat> you know what was also interesting that I, I think people are overlooking? It's that on that 81st minute, that Martinelli comes off and Chossard comes in. And that's one team that has invested and strengthened and the other team that hasn't strengthened. So here yeah. we have Chossard coming in and making a difference because he was the one that was laying, you know, he got the ball, he carried it, he committed two defenders to him, laid it off to Zinchenko, and then Zinchenko is the one that knocks that ball in for a cross. 
you know, there's um, the ball gets pinged and then it finds its way into Nketiah. But if but that game could have went differently if Manchester United would have had someone come in from the bench and to make that difference. Yeah. So it already shows off shows how recruitment and investing into the squad makes a huge difference for you know actually gaining points and in those tough moments having someone coming in and making the difference even you know maybe not scoring a goal maybe not giving the assist but you know being able to carry the ball and being comfortable in bigger games yeah i feel, I feel like arsenal are recruiting and investing very wisely especially with trosser um they're sticking to the agenda and they're not they're not going to go overboard with um the crazy money like the, with the merger they they stuck to the guns of like no we're not spending that money we're going to look for a plan b yeah and that's where um Lissandra cross uh, Trossard comes in yeah yeah what would you think um what do you think about who was cuz Rashford was a, my standout player from Manchester United yeah. but for me, even though Casemiro wasn't there and McTominay replaced him, the player that I looked, the two players that I, I thought, you know, that stood out but in a bad way was Anthony that I already yeah. pointed out. But for me, it was Ericsson. Ericsson is just, I, he looked like he didn't have the energy. I don't know if it's the games catching up to him, but he just looked like a player that wasn't able to keep up with the pace of the game and wasn't able to close down. And then you had player. You had. I'm surprised that Fred didn't start that game instead of Ericsson. What do you, you, you know what I thought he was gonna do? Like, I thought he was gonna go with Bruno Fernandez on their right instead of uh, Anthony, and then uh, play Ericsson as a ten and go with uh, McFred, Fred and McTominay in that in that deep block. Because mm-hmm. that's sometimes what he does. Yeah, that's and that's something that I think teams used to, even yeah. though it's not something that you know is very successful. But I, I was surprised with that. Because he played Ericsson in that 6 8 bro, where you got to make a lot of tackles. You got to be aggressive. And you, we know Ericsson is a defensive liability. He shouldn't be playing uh, uh, 90 minutes, especially in a game like that. You need someone who's going to come in off the bench and make that tackle be aggressive. And Ericsson is not that type of player. He's a great player when he has the ball, but he's a defensive liability when he doesn't have the ball. Yeah. Who was your player of the game? Um, Definitely, definitely Bakayo Saka, man. That, he's a special player. He. If Anthony is worth around 100 million, that dude has to be worth like 200 million. Well, I, you know, I loved how Saka played, and I gotta shout out like Zinchenko, but for me, it's Eddie and Katia. And what the hardest thing in games is to score those goals, and he just find because that first half could have been a lot different. Yeah. If Eddie doesn't find himself and doesn't poach that goal in, that could have been a totally different game. And if if Manchester United goes into the halftime 1 0 up. Then come out to the second half, that could have put a lot more pressure on Arsenal, and that could have been a different game. So for me, it's Eddie and Kai. If, if he keeps his form, what do you think Arsenal should do when Jesus comes back healthy? You think they should stick with uh, Eddie and Kete if he keeps scoring goals, let's say every other game, or they should go back to Jesus? Uh, I would go with Jesus. And even though I think it's a great option to have both, but I. And they're very two different strikers. Yeah. But I think as a player, I think Jesus offers more, more on the ball. And with the he he's able to he's able to play anywhere in that three. So I think the balance of you know 
the game is more suitable to Arsenal because if Jesus drifts out wide, Martinelli could come from the behind. Martinelli could play that nine. If uh, he goes to the right, Saka could make a run through the middle. Here with Eddie, Eddie's more central. He likes to be in the at that box. He likes getting that ball, and he likes to get at the end of the balls. Balls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he doesn't have what Jesus has where he, he gets the ball, and then maybe passes two, three players and lays it off, which I think allows – Mar- especially Martinelli. I think once Jesus has been injured, I think it affected how well Martinelli is, how many chances Martinelli is getting. Yeah. The thing with Jesus is his hold-up play is crazy. Like, he's so strong. I'm amazed how strong he is. Like, the first game they played against Arsenal, like, he was kind of, sometimes he was bullying Veron and Martinez. Oh, the first time they played yeah, against yeah. Manchester United. Yeah, it was just, it's like, it blows my mind. But menu supporters should be happy. Um, it's they're, progress. They're, yeah, it's a progress. They're six months into their uh, rebuilding, and uh, and Arsenal's been three years with Arteta. So yeah, let's uh, let's move uh, let's move on and uh, let's talk about that Liverpool versus Chelsea game. Uh, it ended zero zero, and I think just looking at the game, I think Chelsea fans will be happier with that performance. I think they had more of the chances, and Liverpool just Liverpool just looked bad. Um, especially with that lineup, what do you what, what do you think about that la- lineup and how Liverpool came out? Trent on the bench, Fabinho, Henderson, and Mati all starting on the bench. What do you think about that? That was very weird, to be honest. I don't know if he was sending a message to those players or there was he was just there, there's no way he would arrest arrest uh, those players. But it was it was a strange lineup, to be honest. And what do you think about that Mujer, uh, debut? Yo, Modric, man, I think he's gonna be a special player. You can like the first touch that he got into the game, yeah, where yeah, he yeah. Just, he, but like he when you look at out. a player, like a new player, you look at like from your eye test, like an eye test. You you ignore statistics, right? And then he looked very lively. He looked direct. He was trying to take on players. Well, you know, and I feel like in the right system, he's gonna be very uh, efficient. And he was playing against James Miller. That's why people were very excited. But I was, I was looking at the game and. Yes, he made that very slick move in the penalty box. But if he scored that, then yeah, Yeah. I would be super excited about him. But because it was against a Liverpool side that sit ninth in the Premier League, and it was against James Miller with no Virgil van Dijk, no Trent Alexander-Arnold, no Fabinho, no Henderson. I think we just... The game was suited for him to make his debut. Yeah, but what I like uh, about him is that he seemed like he was fearless. Like I'm, a, he got the ball. I was like, I'm gonna bust your ass. I don't care who you are, Milner, whatever. I'm gonna come at your ass and I'm gonna try to score or pass the ball or uh, score a winning goal. So, well, so uh, Chelsea looked threatening, but they they still look like they're missing a striker. So, what do you think about that? What do you can they make top four yes. without a striker? No. Now, no, right? now with Kai Havertz, I mean, uh, sorry, Shite Havertz, because he's very shy. Yeah, but like we know, like we know that there's a lot of question marks with Chelsea. Uh, I know they're probably gonna try uh, offload a lot of players in the off season. There's question marks with Pulisic. They're probably trying gonna get rid of him. They're trying to get rid of Z- uh, Ziyech. You got Jorginho. You got Hudson Odoi coming back. You got Loftus Cheek. Uh, these players are not good enough. Yeah. 
you know what? I wish some of some of these players, like Hudson Odoi, I love Hudson Odoi. He's such a good player. How is he a good player? What does he's he do? wasting his like because he doesn't get chances in Chelsea, but in Leverkusen, but I've been you, watching you, his games. He is a really good player. So that you just tell needs me you're Bundesliga right now. I watched all their four. I watched four of their Champions League games. Yes. Bro, they, they provided him with a lot of opportunities at Chelsea, and he never cop- capitalized on them. But who has capitalized on those opportunities at Chelsea? Look how many chances did look how many chances did Pulisic got. I know, but I'm that's what I'm saying. Who capitalized on those chances at Chelsea? None of these wingers that they bring in, it's there's no stability in that squad. You are, what are there like twenty wingers now? Yeah, <laughs> and they brought in another winger. They brought in. Uh, Noni Manduki from uh, PSV Eindhoven, which is just another winger, which is just blows my mind. This feels like there's a lot of confusion within that squad, and I don't know what's next for them. You got Lukaku coming back, Lakaka. I mean, <laughs> I don't know how you're gonna get rid of Lakaka. Barishil, Barishil. Yeah, he looked good. The first two games he started, he looked good. I feel like he's gonna be a good player in the Premier League. So, do you think they're gonna offload Kulubali? How are you going to try? You, they just sign him. That's going to be hard. That's good. I feel like that's another If they lose the money on it, I think like they don't mind even losing money because they just have so many defenders now, too. Yeah. You got Fofana coming back from injury. And, uh, and they're Chabala. looking to... Oh, I forgot Chabala. Chabala yeah. And they're looking to re-sign Thiago Silva for another year. Yeah, you need that. I mean, he, he's... He's, a he's their best defender. He is. And he still plays at a higher um, high level. Uh, yeah. Um, what about Liverpool? Really... It's just been another another lack lack performance by Liverpool. It's just no, Salah's not scoring goals, and without Salah scoring goals, it looks like no one else could score a goal. It feels like this team is falling apart. I know they have like a lot of injuries, and when like they play very well when Diego Yota plays as as a as a striker, as a striker, but it just that seems like there's there's no cohesiveness no. with that team. Like you said, if Salah doesn't score, who who else is gonna score? But like Bobby Firmino, he's he's, he's not the now. same player, yeah, but he's not the same player that he was before. Cody Gagpo, he needs time. It's just like that midfield looks awful, horrendous. Fabinho, man, he looks well what I think Fabinho like, did for, how much time did Fabinho play? I think he I know he didn't start. I know he didn't start, but he's just not the same player. That's what I'm saying. Uh-uh. Yeah, he him and Henderson only got were subbed on in the 80th minute, which is crazy if you think about where they were. They, they were, you know, especially Fabinho. He was the core guy. But do you see things getting better for Liverpool? It all depends on the transfer window. That's the major issue, and that's the major question. And it does, sounds like they're not even linked to anyone. I think it almost seems as they're pu- putting all their hopes on Bellingham in yeah. the summer. But in the past, always like Liverpool is the type of club that they just get players out of nowhere. Like with the Kobe Gakpo, like um, Manu was linked to that player, and then Liverpool just came in and got him out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no money, but you know, I don't know where they find it. <laughs> but uh, let's move on to Manchester City versus Wolves. Finished three zero. Uh, Holland with a hat trick. Man, he killed my fantasy team, but that's fine. Uh, I, what do you mean I, that's fine? No. I thought I was a genius. What an awful decision. I, th- I thought I was a genius. Uh, you know what? I still had 87 points, so I still moved up the rankings. But, boy, that could have been a beautiful weekend if I if, if I kept it. And I fell down down the rankings. And you had him as a captain, right? Yeah, and I put Eddie and Ketty on the bench. Ah, you got, you got to go with Eddie. <laughs> uh, 
But City still look below their standards. It's not the same team. Um, do you think they're just they're not focused on the Premier League? That they're looking forward forward at Champions League? Yeah, I mean, like I'm I'm still concerned with Man City because it feels like they lack that fire, that hunger, and desire to win. Um, they pretty much want every everything in uh, in the Premier League. They want Carabao Cups, FA Cups, Premier League titles. So feels like they just lack the hunger and do you think that do you think they just have to renew that entire squad like there's a couple players like Cancelo's not playing at all now yeah. Bernardo Silva has been linked with Barcelona it's like well maybe they need fresh blood what they, do you think they do need fresh blood like Gundogan Gundogan I don't know how you pronounce his name like they're probably going to get rid of him at the end of the season. Uh, 32 years old. 32 right? years old. My thing with Man City is, like, a lot of Man City players, like the star players, they don't get criticized as much as other players, as other stars in the Premier League because uh, Guardiola constantly rotates him. So you never know if the player is... Are they in form or are they just uh, not being form, played? Like, you, Folden wasn't even the squad. That's what I'm saying. And Foden hasn't been playing very well. The only player that has actually been playing very well is Jack Willis since World Cup. Oh, uh, uh, you know what? Riyad Mahrez. Mahrez and Riyad Mahrez. Mahrez, yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you think about what's happening with Cancelo here? He is just before the World Cup, he was he was playing really well, and then after he had that red card, the World Cup, and now he just can't get into the squad. There were some rumors that he actually like had a. Uh, argument with Pep Guardiola, but I don't know how true that is. But like you said, ever since he went to the World Cup, he's caught, he started the first game, and he played poorly, and then he got substituted um, by Diego Dalot, and Diego Dalot started the rest of the games. And ever since that, he just he hasn't recovered. He hasn't been the same player. Like we all know that Cancelo is a quality quality player going forward, but defending wise, he's not he's not that good enough. So that's another. Question mark and concern with uh, Man City team. All right. Uh, yeah. Still, still, they were they, they dispatched Wolves pretty comfortably. Yeah. But that's what what's expected. Next game, uh, West Ham versus Everton, and here, here we're just gonna cover Frank Lampard. It's it's a goodbye to Frank Lampard. Um, I, I just think I just think that he he's not he's just not ready for the Premier League at least. I think he needs. I wouldn't mind him going to the Scottish League or or MLS just to gain that experience as a manager at a different level just so because he it just felt like he was out of his water. No, 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 no. We're not Frank Lampard shouldn't be a coach at all. Listen to me. <laughs> Yo, this dude needs to go back to like Sky Sports or BT Sports and do some commentary because as a manager he's not good enough. He he should never be offered that position in the first place. Just look at his resume and credentials. Why? Why did he get hired? Chelsea. Chelsea legend. Yeah. <laughs> because of his name. That's why he got hired. Well, well, what do you think? What do you think what do you think Everton should do now? They it sounds like they're looking at um that ex Leeds United manager, Bielsa. Yeah, yeah but that dude, dude doesn't even speak English. If you were playing in the locker room, would you respect that? Respect a coach who needs a translator. To talk to his players to get his message. It would across. definitely be hard to get to listen, hear him out, Yo, especially I'm where I'm at right now and where the club is, and you don't have that off season. You kind of it might go in one year and come out the other one, right? Because you don't 
No, per- personally, me, I wouldn't respect a coach like that who, who doesn't even speak English, like language. Yeah. Well, what do you, yeah, I mean, uh, th- th- I think players players face that like difficulty, but I know and he's uh, an old coach too. What is yeah. he? He's reaching seventy years old. Like, dude, like get a young, promising coach that can bring like. Well, I, you, you say young, promising. I would get Sean Dyche for the time being. Yeah, for the time being, yeah. And I think he's hard enough where he would get the most out of the players yeah. and really just you know. Get stick stick some a fork into their backs where they're really gonna be fighting for that club and fighting to stay up. Which and you know I don't think Sean Dyche is the coach to take Everton to the next level, but I do I do think he's that coach where he could keep them alive in yeah, that Premier League. Yeah, but in the long run, you need a coach that play, looks to plays offensive. I yeah, think. that plays an attractive football football and then. If Everton ever wants to get back to that eight, seven, nine position, they need a coach like that. Because when you look at on paper, they got quality, they got quality players in every position. Yeah, you know what's really strange that they a couple of years ago they had Carlo Ancelotti bringing in players from Real Madrid like Hamas Rodriguez. Because he had that pool. It's good. Yeah, Don Carlo. He had that pool. He brought James Rodriguez. He brought that dude from Napoli, um, the midfielder. I forgot his name. But... Oh, I know which one. Yeah, uh... yeah. I'll look that up. That's besides the point. But yeah, Don Carlo had that pull. Yeah. And people were still criticizing him that, oh, wow. Because like he what? He finished like 6-7 and then they, they were still criticizing him. And look at Everton now. That's yeah. how they should get relegated just to get humbled. <laughs> well, you know, uh, after that Everton job, you know, he went to Real Madrid uh, called and the rest is history. He's been winning Champions Leagues now. Uh, also, it looks like Everton owners are looking to sell the club. Yeah, for Iran, what do you want? Like six hundred million? I think five hundred million. That's not even five hundred million. That's not. How much is Manchester United going for? Was it two two billion? Yeah, yeah, I think even more. Wow, wow. So, but you could be. I think that's. I think Everton is a good opportunity. If if I had the money, I might I might splurge on them. Yeah, with the right infrastructure. But I've 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 been listening to Sky Sports, and they've mentioned that Everton. Is the worst run club in the Premier League, as uh, by by Gary Neville. What do you think about that? Yeah, because every every successful organization club starts at the top. When you look at like all the major clubs that won major trophies, like Man City, Real Madrid, they all are very they are run very well at the top, and that's how successful organizations start. If there's dysfunction at the top, you're never going to win anything major. Mm-hmm. Just look at just look at Man U for the past ten years. Waste why why they haven't won anything because of uh, because of the owners because of Ed Woodward. It was just total dysfunction over there. Mm-hmm. They got to like fix fix from the, the top from the top. Yeah, uh, and the the player that we were talking about was Allen. Yeah, Allen. What yeah. happened to him? He's he plays in Al Wahada. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah. <laughs> Crazy. United Arab Emirates. Well, I, hopefully he's enjoying that time because I wonder if he if he got sold or if he's on loan. No, I think he's he got sold. sold. Yeah. Um, Fulham ver- full versus Spurs. A one zero yeah. to uh, Spurs. Kane scores. He ties the all time uh, scorer record for Tottenham with two hundred sixty six goals. He's tied with Jimmy Jimmy Greaves Graves. Um, 
What do you think about that game? It wasn't. I felt. I felt it was a good win for Spurs, but the the quality of, the quality of the game itself was very poor. Bro, the Spurs games are never gonna be made like quality. It's it's always boring. Nothing like. Yeah, I think Kane just carries that entire team. Like, if he doesn't score, they lose. They don't even tie. They lose. What do you think about Sony? Yo, let me tell you about this player, Son, bro. (laughs) (laughs) You were waiting for it. You were waiting for it. (laughs) This dude's been out of form for like a year or so, man. Like, he's not out of form anymore. He's just declining. He's he's not the same player as he was. He's slowing down. He's getting older. I think it's time for Spurs to move on from him. They got to bank on him. Like, they got to sell him. Yeah, I think, you know what? I've been looking at him. Because, I mean, like, like, you think that, okay, maybe this week. Maybe this week. Yeah. And it's like, it's been so many. It's been entire. It's been 21 weeks. He scored that hat trick, and you thought that maybe he could kick on from there. But even that hat trick, he didn't. It's one thing scoring goals. It's another thing playing well. And I think, when does he. But if like, he keeps this up, what, why is he not getting benched? Is well, he that's, just that's Conte's favorite? Like, nobody ever criticizes Song for his performances. Like, if you look at former coaches, like, Jose Mourinho loved him. Conte loves him. Pochettino loved him. But under Pochettino and under Mourinho, he was He was, he was young, well. too. He was a lot yeah. younger. But right now, like, Song was always efficient and good at, like, beating players one-on-one. He's not doing that anymore. So what does he offer to the game now? He offers nothing, like... I. A lot of other players that Spurs gets like they get criticized and get the stick. Like keep the same energy for Sonyo. Yeah, I feel like the defenders get a lot of stick. Yeah, you know, right, rightfully so. But Son, like, God damn, bro, like it's. Yeah, but you know, I was surprised that Lori didn't get dropped after his recent performances. He's not gonna get dropped. He's a he's a fan. Not only is he a fan favorite, but he's a Antonio Conte favorite. Yeah, he's but, a captain too. He's been there for what ten years. He's yeah, not gonna over. Get dropped. Yeah. So, okay. Um, other than that, any other thoughts about the games that we covered before we, we covered the uh, other uh, results around the league? Nah. Other resor- uh, results around the league. Bournemouth versus Forest, 1-1. One one. Leicester versus Brighton, 2-2. Two, two. Southampton versus Aston Villa. Villa get a 1-0 zero, zero, uh, win out, away at, uh, at Southampton. Crystal Palace versus Newcastle, 0-0. Leeds United versus Brantford, 0-0 as well. Um, just just going back on that Newcastle game, 0-0 again. It feels like Newcastle not losing games, but not winning a lot of games recently. Yeah, I, I noticed that too. I don't know if it's just the lacking like quality up top. Because Isaac has been injured for the past. Well, also Almarion hasn't been able to create as much yeah. as you know the recent weeks. And I feel like whenever they were scoring a lot of goals, uh, C Maximum was starting too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's he yeah. is coming back now, he's, but but he hasn't been starting. He's, he's he's getting those like ten minute appearances. Yeah, I think they're taking it slow. But there is rumors that Newcastle put a bid in for Anthony Gordon, so he could maybe add that you know that directness. Directness, yeah. And a little bit of creativity on a that little bit move. of burst and quickness because he's he's a he's a quick player. Yeah, something that you yeah. know, because what maximum plays on the right? Uh, it feels like he plays on the left. Oh yeah, he left, 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 left. Yep, yep, yep. But you know that that will that will give them a lot like a little bit more options yeah. and a little bit more depth. So, um, 
asked you before, but are you surprised by any of these results that happened over the weekend? Nah, not really. Not even with Luster and Brian at 2 <laughs> 2. <laughs> Yo, I put Brian winning that game. Oh, yeah. I did, Nifter, yeah. Yeah, I had, yeah. Luster, Luster can't keep a clean sheet and he couldn't, couldn't score, but here, here they are tying 2 2. And well, that's the great thing about Premier League. You never know what's going to happen. You never know who's going to tie, who's going to win. Yeah. Like, a predictability of this league is. I, I think it's the best league in the. In the world, You're so the that's what that's why we discuss it so much. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll catch you soon. Uh, thanks again. Signing off. Take care, guys.